everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. When I read the first few pages of my next guest's book, I was floored, disturbed, and heartbroken. A beautiful family, promising career, and a segue into a life that should have been one of peace, joy, fulfillment, and with the promise of more, so much more. So what happened? What happened to take the life of NFL pro Grant Fiesel long before his time, and in a way that not only ravaged him, but his family, his marriage, and any future he had hoped to have. After 10 years, 117 games, and the skull-battering collisions, he would incur as a center and long snapper for the Seattle Seahawks and others. Are you on the cusp of realizing the same tragedy in your own life, or the life of one you love? Listen up, as we welcome to testimony author of her heart-wrenching memoir in collaboration with veteran co-author Mike Yorkey, After the Cheering Stops, an NFL wife's story of concussions, loss, and the faith that saw her through. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony, a pleasure indeed, widow of NFL great Grant Fiesel, Cindy Fiesel. Thank you so much, Jensen. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an honor to have you. Cindy, you lived the life most women dream of. Married with children, beautiful home, NFL pro, handsome, smart, compassionate, a dedicated Christian, respected by his peers, beloved by his family, and known throughout his community in Texas, where football is king, as a stellar stand-up guy in every way. However, all of that would change as the ravages of the game and a disease known as CTE would have its effect and in shocking ways only to be determined at the time of his death, only 52 years of age. Cindy Fiesel, please tell us that story. Yes. Well, Grant and I met on a blind date in college, and he was tall and handsome and from California. I say he was a California kid. Um, he was the tallest guy I'd ever seen at 6'7", and um, he was also smart, very smart. He taught himself how to play the guitar, and he loved poetry, and so I just thought he was a Renaissance man. And when I say every award, he won many, many sports awards, but also academic awards in college. And he was an academic All-American all four years of college, which was quite um, an accomplishment. He, he just was a, a great guy all the way around. He was a gentle giant, sweet, kind, loving, organized, you know, all the, the things that you would be looking for in somebody to marry. So he was a, he's just a great guy. Um, we were fortunate enough to get a chance to play in the NFL. Not a lot of people get that opportunity, about 1%, and so um, weren't really planning on doing that, but as the year progressed, his senior year, we saw that scouts were coming, and there was, um, you know, it looked like a possibility. 
he was going to go to dental school and I was going to be a teacher. And um, all of a sudden, everything just changed our senior year after he was drafted by the then Baltimore Colts. So um, we decided it was a door we needed to walk through because not very many people get that opportunity. Amen and amen. Now, you hid Grant's eventual addictions and yes. the abuse of you from family, friends, church members. Why? Well, I say that, um, you know, whenever you have addiction in the family, it's a sick family. <laughs> and it's a family disease, not just the disease of the person that has it. I didn't understand that. I didn't have any coping skills with that because I didn't tell anyone, which is a whole other book someday that maybe I need to write <laughs> about mm-hmm. codependency. Um, it's not good to be a codependent, but that's what I was for our entire marriage, covering up, hiding, covering up, hiding all the things that um, you do, and then act like everything's perfect. Um, I don't know why I did that, but for whatever reason I did, that was very detrimental to our family as well. Really not, not a good thing. So. Um, Grant started doing unusual things as um, his career progressed. He had a lot of injuries and um, continued to play, which many people do. It's not unusual. Um, But at the end of his career, you know, he was coming in with little bags of pills. I didn't know what they were. He would have trouble sleeping and say they helped with sleeping and pain. And, um, you know, he was in a lot of pain. He said his neck burned, his back hurt. His knees hurt. He had ice bags on his knees all the time. So there was a, you know, a constant uh, physical ailment that he had always. Um, at the end too, of his career, he started bringing in alcohol, which was an unusual thing for us because we didn't have alcohol in the home. So he was bringing it in, drinking it, then taking it out to the dumpster and putting it, you know, putting it into the bag, taking it out to the dumpster. Very unusual behavior. That was one of the beginning signs of things that, that were deteriorating. Right, and that was my next question. What were some of the signs? And when you noticed these signs, Cindy, did you confront him? And if yes, what was his reaction? When he retired, um, he drank a, a bottle of Jack Daniels that night. And I remember saying, what in the world? You know, I, I knew something wasn't right then. Oh, you know, just a lot of aches and pains and, you know, his last game. And we were going to go home the next day to Texas. And um, he also gave me a little box that night, a gift, and I opened it up. And when I did, I saw that it was the same ring that he had given me the year prior. I almost thought that he'd rewrapped the ring and given it back to me. And I said to him, this is the same ring that you gave me last year. And he said, really? And looked so perplexed. So, again, those were signs that things were not normal because he had a very sharp mind. Um, He was an excellent football player, always knew what position to be in. And everybody else on the offensive line, he was a very, very smart player and a smart student when he was in school. And, again, this is just not normal behavior for him. Right, right. And you strike me as the cheerleading type, a go-getter, positive, upbeat, a get-it-done <laughs> gal. I get it done yesterday, as a matter of fact. So <laughs> yes. it seemed like a great team. He's yes. on the field, and you're cheerleading him on. But sometimes being a cheerleader isn't enough. You came to a place in your relationship where it got to be pretty devastating and abusive. I want to talk about that for a little bit right now. Often in abusive relationships, you talked about codependency. The one being battered shuts down and in a family dynamic that can cause others to shut down as well emotionally. Did you see this happening in your own family? And if yes, Cindy, 
what did you try to do to combat this downward spiral or was that even possible at this point? Well, I was trying to control the drinking, pouring it out. You know, as fast as I could find it, I was pouring it out, which would just upset him. At one point, he bought a, a mini refrigerator and put in his closet with a padlock on it so that I couldn't get to it and pour it out. At one point, when I was in his closet, he came in and he was, you know, not happy with me because he says, you know, what are you doing? Always going through and rummaging through my closet and taking things out of my closet and just gave me a shove, and when he did, I, he had a, a folding chair in there, and I fell over the folding chair, and I broke my fingernail, and I just was stunned. I mean, I, that was the first time anything like that had happened, and he turned around and walked out, and I was yeah. shaking, and I remember looking in the mirror in the bathroom and thinking to myself, did that just happen? It was so surreal. Um, it was so out of character. It was... Um, my heart was beating really fast, and tears were coming down, and I thought, what do I do with this? I mean, who's going to believe me? <laughs> who's going to listen to this? I mean, everybody loves Grant. I, I had this picture that there would be nobody that would believe me. And so I just remember wiping my tears away and walking into the kitchen and continuing on with fixing dinner, and, you know, the kids were coming in and out, and uh, we never spoke of it ever again. Now, just a second. Cindy... Where was your self-image in all of this? Why would they not believe you, Grant, could do something like this? What about your parents, your church, a close sister friend? Well, I, and, and they would have. They would have. But for me, instead of saying anything, and that's part of my message with all of this, tell someone. I didn't tell anyone. I just kept it inside and thought that I could keep on sweeping things over and everything would be okay and continue to smile and act like it was, you know, the cheerleader. Um, I'm an optimist, and so um, God was always in my life, but I say you've got to have a landline, you know, have someone that you can touch and they can hold your hand and agree with you. Um, I wasn't in therapy at this point. I'd never even really thought about therapy or heard of it, to be honest with you, and uh I, I didn't feel like I could go tell my sisters. I thought, you know, that would just be a downer. You know, I felt like I couldn't be a downer. I couldn't, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I'm saying, please tell someone in your family, tell a close friend, go to church, tell somebody in your Sunday school class, um, tell a pastor. There's so many things that you can do that I did not do. So that was my um, internal issues. And I'm begging anyone that's going through anything out there similar to this, please talk to someone. Amen and amen. Now, journaling became, in your book, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Cindy Fiesel, author of The Heart-Wrenching After the Cheering Stops, which chronicles the life and the downfall of NFL great Grant Fiesel and his early death because of CTE and the abuses that were propagated by that in his own life. Now, you ended up in therapy, in counseling, you talk about your faith in God, how the Lord saw you through. Cindy, what about yeah. your children? How did they cope? And if yes, in what way? Well, um, I did get in therapy, which I say, you know, that saved me, along with God, of course. But Christian therapy truly helped me, and the journaling started helping me process my thoughts and uh, make things more clear. Um, my story, unfortunately, the family story, it's not easy. Um, it's hard for me to talk about it. I don't want to cry. <laughs> it's okay. Grant and I did the best we could. 
he was a good dad, and I was the best mom that we could be um, in a brain-damaged, addictive home. And we didn't have any idea that he was brain-damaged our entire years together. It wasn't until after he died that we knew. We made sure that our children had everything they needed, as much love as possible, um, but sadly, CTE and Grant's brain trauma caused our family to fall apart in every way, and uh, emotionally, financially, personally, and right now, it's terrible to say that I am estranged from my three children. It's um, terrible to have to say that for anybody to hear. They're the most precious things in the world, and they're out of my life right now, and I love them, and I always will be their mom, and I'm just sorry for the way we've all suffered because of Grant's unknown brain injury. That's why I'm so passionate about sharing the story. I don't want any other family to go through what we've been through. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to author, artist, and widow of NFL great Grant Fiesel, Cindy Fiesel, on her just-released heart-wrenching memoir, When the Cheering Stops. You can learn more about Cindy's work, ministry, and mission by visiting AfterTheCheeringStops.com and get her book, Get Informed, and Get Hope and Help, The Life of One You Love, may depend on it. Cindy, it has been a sobering and eye-opening time with you and our listeners today. We look forward to hearing much, much more in our next segment. God bless you. Thank you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.